Hello, Regina. Hello. Hi. All right. Um, hello, everyone. This is Tayo uh, with the director of Flourishing. Today, I am interviewing Miss Regina Robinson, who, among other things, is a recently published author, podcast host, um, and she is retired. Um, I met her recently. I was uh, giving a talk about heart health to um, her group at church, which is called Women Walking in Senior Excellence. Mm -hmm. She uh, is retired from a busy life up in D.C. and Virginia, doing many things. But now she lives in North Carolina. Um, <laughs> and we will jump right in. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you, Dr. Taylor? I am good. Um, so today's episode is titled Sassy Single Sexagenarian. <laughs> and no, we are not talking about sex. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who do not know, a sexagenarian is is anyone from age 60 to 69. Kind of like how I think most people are more familiar with the octogenarian, which is people in their 80s. But the sexagenarians are people in their 60s. And Regina is no longer in her 60s, but in her 60s, she wrote a book that was titled Single Sassy Sexagenarian. It's, it's a hook. Like, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared. Um, it was good. It was really good. Um, so we're going to start right there. Because um, I was really impressed with the fact that in your late 60s, without ever writing books, you you got to publishing a book. How about yeah. that? Okay, it was during the podcast, and I was on the phone with two of my, I call them my sister cousins in Boston, and since the, pod, since the pandemic came, we were just talking, praying, and chatting, and just thinking of ideas and wondering what was going on, and I had seen a text message or a Facebook post from one of my friends in Arizona who was doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I said to my cousins, I could do that. <laughs> so I just started writing down things that happened to me um, throughout my sixties and beyond. And it just came, it just came to fruition. There are about 12 podcasts. Awesome. So, and when I met my publisher, she was wanting to know what type of book I wanted to write. And I just told her, well, I've done a podcast. Mm. And she asked me to send the transcript of that. And she called me back and said it was hilarious. I quote, I'm not saying that she said it, <laughs> <laughs> that um, I should put that in book form. And that's how my book was born. It was, it came to fruition. Mm. And the book was developed during a toilet paper hoarding time. You remember everybody? Yeah. Was, well, I yes. wasn't, but a lot of people were hoarding <laughs> toilet paper. So I just came up with different things that happened to me, uh, dating life, going to the doctor's office, uh, things about a sloth. Uh, I talked about Zooming. There are like 12 chapters of things that have happened to me personally, and I just put it into a book and my book just has a humorous touch. I, think I love to make people laugh and one of my favorite Bible verses is Proverbs 17 22a about laughter. <laughs> laughter is just like medicine. That's how it's translated. There is. 
Yes. One of my favorite parts was where um you were talking after you had started the podcast and you mm-hmm. talking to your children about <laughs> about your adult children, not not your yes. children, about sh- sharing um <laughs> you know on Facebook and then on Instagram and all you call you call them your anti something. <laughs> Anti, just anti. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny because they were not listening, but they kept telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. But it was like all their reasons only gave you like more ammunition to continue. (laughs) Yes, more determined. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was funny. That was great. I liked it because (laughs) I feel like a lot of people. would listen to the naysayers, especially when the naysayers are in their circle <laughs> and just go, you no, know, maybe it really is not a good idea. Maybe, you know, I mean, how many 60 something year olds are starting a podcast? Like, what am I doing? You know, but mm, yeah. people are totally like, whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um, Thank you. So is that something that, is that like a thread that you've seen in other parts of your life where people tell you that you cannot do something and you're like, what? Oh, yes. When someone says I can't do something, that makes me more determined to learn how to do it. Mm. So that's that's something that I do. Okay. Uh, my parents always encouraged me to do, you know, do the best that you can and keep going. And I told my mother one day I was going to be an author. And the only thing mm. sad, both of my parents or were deceased when my book came out, but they knew, they knew that I had it in me because I started writing when I was a child. I would write letters, convincing letters. (laughs) I wrote my aunt in Boston uh, to say I wanted to come there. I was nine years old. Next thing I know, I was on an airplane going to Boston for that persuasive letter. Okay. Okay. And I've written poetry throughout the years. Mm. I've done some editing. So so maybe there's a poetry book in, in the future? Oh yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Um I really like I just like the the choosing whose voice you're listening to. Because there are so many voices coming at us for little things and for big things. And I mm-hmm. I like how strongly you I guess listen to your own voice first, listen to God's voice. Mm, yes. Not um not just letting anybody throw shade you know yes (laughs) i like i really that's that's uh that's great um the next question that i have for you we talked about um your if you were to say um what's one thing that you want you think that the younger generation should definitely um you know what's your message to them to the 40 year olds Okay, what I would say to them, even though, you know, I waited until I was in my 60s to write that book, I had the book in me. But over the years, I have kept saying, I'm going to write a book, I'm going to, (laughs) there was that big P procrastination that kept me from doing it. So what I would advise to the younger ones to not procrastinate when you have that idea, write it down and execute it, just follow through with it, you may bump into something, some uneasy or hard things but keep going I just encourage those to keep going I'm just so thankful even though I was in my 60s when I wrote it I'm mm-hmm. just so thankful that I did that was a great accomplishment mm-hmm. for me yes. 
Now, I did not realize that you had been saying to yourself all these years, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so, I know you also, you had talked about writing down the vision and make it, making it plain. Yes. And that's what I write in the autograph of some of my books. Um, to different ones, I write down laughters, just like medicine, and write the vision and make it plain. Because I had, you know, just like I said, I had plans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. Mm-hmm. So I got to my 60s and I wrote it down. Well, I had written it down before. You know how you do, um, what are those things? Vision called? boards. Vision boards. Yeah. Vision yeah. boards. Yeah. I had done something like that years ago. Not the board where you just write it in a journal. Okay. And I went back and I saw where it says, write a book, write this, and mm. you know, some different things. So it just, okay. you know, came to fruition. So I, okay. you know, I thank God for that because it was only through him. He knew I had it in me. Well, he knows about us anyway. So yeah. Thoroughly. <laughs> Are there other things that you've written down that you've seen come to be? Oh yes, I became a I became a homeowner in my sixties. Okay, first time homeowner. Congratulations. Yes, and also I had written years ago that I wanted to lose weight, and I wrote that down. I'm still working on that, but but I wrote that (laughs) down, and I became a lifetime member of Weight Watchers, and I lost fifty seven pounds. Fifty seven. Yes, but since then I've grown some but I know the plan that's I'm not promoting Weight Watchers but for any plan if you just make it a lifestyle change it can Mm -hmm. work you can eat the things you want to but do it in moderation that's what I've learned and so you won't have to call it a diet a diet is a temporary thing right right lifestyle we need a life and I became a lifetime member of Weight Watchers although I'm not a goal I'm still considered a lifetime member okay okay all right um, so this is, uh, just a follow-up question to that, talking about the weight and especially like you've lost almost 60 pounds in the past, mm-hmm. um, cause I, I feel like I talk a lot about, it's not knowing what to do. It's the doing of it. Mm-hmm. And I talked about, um, procrastination and executing the ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. What? are some ways that you have overcome procrastination and moved to execution? Let's see. Some ways that I've overcome procrastination. Well, I just make up my mind that I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sit there and think about it. I just get busy and I'll write something down. I'll make a list sometimes and then I'll just go by that list and say, today I'm going to do this. Today... I'm going to do that, you know, just check it off. And it's such, it gives you such, it gives me such fulfillment when I accomplish one of those goals. So that's how I've been able to do that. And I just, you know, execute it. I just go on and do what I need to do. Just like I'm, I'm writing, I'm preparing for another podcast. I haven't done one for a while. Uh So I've been writing notes all along because they're just things that happened to me, usually humorous things that I write down and mm-hmm. I've started, in fact, I've, I've written things down and I'm going to do a podcast uh, probably okay. within the next week or so. Well, we'll look I, just have, I just have to make myself do it. Just make myself do it. Get up and do it. Just do okay. it. That's just do it. Just do it. 
just as one of the president's wives said a long time ago. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Oh, okay. was that a Nike? I don't, it was someone. I, I know it from Nike. I don't know why I said it. <laughs> oh, no, she said, just say no. Just say no, yeah. Okay. Sorry. The president's wife did say, just say no. <laughs> Sorry about that misquote. <laughs> um, so my next question is, um, as you look back over your life, um, where are some places that you feel like you had personal growth, you experienced personal growth? Okay. I can tell you, well, I was married. Mm -hmm. And when I got divorced, I felt some growth in, well, first of all, I wrote poetry years ago and I started writing poetry, personalized poetry for those, just for a person. If someone would tell me something about the person, I could write a poem on spot. And another thing is I, I had gone to college at one point and I dropped out and I always said that I would go back and finally I went back to college after 20 years and received my Bachelor of Arts degree in communication so that was a big accomplishment and yeah. it showed a lot of personal growth I was that was another big accomplishment that I was very proud of yeah that's major how did you <laughs> what did you have to overcome to make yourself go back to college after 20 years oh I always had that inkling or desire because I I had started and stopped and I just wanted to really do it and at the time that was one of the times I was living in uh, Washington DC for 10 years when I worked first started in the federal government I <laughs> kept saying I wanted to go back to school and at first when I moved to DC I went to a, a secretarial school it, it doesn't exist anymore but they were teaching word processing. I wanted to increase my typing skills because I was getting clerical jobs when I first went into the government until I got promoted to a professional um, mm -hmm. professional job. Okay. So after that, I, I kept saying I wanted to go back to get my degree. Mm -hmm. And I heard something on the radio one day about going to school at night and on the weekends. So I went to mm -hmm. the meeting they had at the college and I signed up. And then after three three years, I got my BA. Okay. So that was a big accomplishment for okay. me. Okay. Yes. So, oh, so you were going nights and weekends. Yes. Yes. And I had six friends in that area who would oh. take turns babysitting for my children. I didn't have to pay for a babysitter except one time throughout nice. those years. Nice. Yes. Yes. Friendship. Yes, it is. All right, so you were able to get back into school. I feel like on some level, the fact that it was a goal that you had at, in the front of your mind um, mm -hmm. made it kind of like the whole vision board idea. Like you have that idea kind of just circling around so mm -hmm. that when an opportunity came up, it, was, it wasn't a hard decision for you to make because you had already been thinking, I want to go back. So when you when you heard the opportunity it was a yes that's definitely for me. Yes. Okay. Now um I think I've also heard you talk about your friends a lot. 
um, from the book um, and again just now. Um, can mm-hmm. you talk to us about the power of friendship, the role of friendship in your life? Oh, my goodness. With my personality, <laughs> I'm really outgoing, if you haven't been able to tell yet. <laughs> and friendship is very important to me. I have friends, my one friend in Maryland, she's been my friend for nearly 60 years. Mm. Then my other uh, closest friend, she's in Ohio, and we've been, oh, I guess about 50 years. Okay. And we just talk and encourage, and we pray, and we just laugh, and mm. we just maintain the friendship. Those are like my closest. And then my two cousins I've mentioned from mm-hmm. Boston, they're my they're my sister cousins. Well, we've known each other since you know we were born. We're all about the same age. So okay. yes, it's very. It, I think friendship is a beautiful thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some beautiful friends. I really truly do. Would you say that your daughter, for instance, not that we're here to talk about her, <laughs> but mm-hmm. not just her, but other people who may be like daughters to you, do you see them cultivating these kind of rich friendships? Yes, I've made, not only, you know, I have my daughter, but I also have some younger friends from church who I consider daughters. And mm-hmm. I'm in a book club um, out of uh, Boston. I, there's some younger ones there. I consider them like daughters. And they, we've gotten close, like, you know, like they are my daughters. <clears throat> okay. okay. If I don't see one of them, I'll, I'll send them a message to see how they're doing. And <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, but um, yeah, I encourage them to, you know, blossom in their friendships and mm-hmm. you know yeah because it sounds like your friends uh have definitely shown up um oh yes and and uh shared the weight of, of life i guess mm-hmm. yeah. um so since we're on the director of flourishing podcast where everybody is accepting the responsibility of um you know flourishing in their own life because not really up to somebody else. God gives us the things that we need, but we mm-hmm. have to take up that um, role and, you know, do what we need to. What do you think are some of the things that have caused you to flourish or that, you know, other people might benefit from as far as just, you know, flourishing in their lives? Well, excuse <clears throat> me, things that have caused me to flourish. Well, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, my uh, well, I start in the beginning. My parents, because you know, they instilled in my sister and myself that we could do anything and we could be anything mm. that we wanted mm. to be, and they encouraged education and uh, extracurricular activities and just knowing about life, knowing about our rich um, African American culture. Mm. So they made they started out started us out like that, okay. and just my being involved, you know, I, I God and I'm a Christian and I know that helps me flourish because, you know, with God, all things are possible. So I have to remind myself of that and that he's mm-hmm. always, he's always there. He's the best friend any of us mm-hmm. could ever have. So that causes me to flourish. Okay. Um, question. Do you, cause I feel like Sometimes, as Christians, we say the things, you know, like, yeah, you know, um, with God, all things are possible. But Mm -hmm. sometimes 
it feels like we don't believe it. Oh, yeah, we may have those moments where we may have doubt, but uh-huh. we, I believe if you continue to pray, you'll get an answer, and that when you get that answer, you know, that doubt will go away. But we have to have, throughout life, we have to have trials and tribulations, but it's only to make us strong, and mm-hmm. I really believe that. Okay. So what I'm hearing here is the don't disengage from God just because you don't believe or because right. you like, look like you think it should and all of that. Right. If you stick, stay in there, you will get to light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, this this is a question from something that you and I randomly talked about at some point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You said after you retired, uh, you promised yourself you would take naps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to bring that up, but I, I wasn't going to. <laughs> I did because when I worked, I would be so tired in, at midday, mm. and I said, "When I, among many other things, I said I'm going to have a nap, and that is the most enjoyable thing." And when I don't get one, it's like, oh, I didn't have my nap today. Mm-hmm. But it, as long as I don't sleep too long, I've read that naps are good for you. You can get rejuvenated. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, I, I, I just I, couldn't. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was really interesting that this was something that you... <laughs> so, well, my... another thing I want, I mentioned to you that I, I do want yes. to take swimming lessons. I, I'm, oh. a, I'm afraid of the water, but I want to take a class. Uh, for those who have the fear of water, because I've tried swimming, but I I just want to really try that. And it's a great exercise, low impact. It is, it is. is. Okay. I'll follow up with you on that one. Um, (laughs) My question for you um, is, from follow follow up on that nap question, you said there were some (laughs) other things that you, you know, changes that you made after you retired, that, you know, this the way forward. What are some other things that you um, you know, changed I, intentionally after you retired. Okay, well, when I was working, I was um, constantly taking exercise classes. Okay, and I said that I was going to continue that when I retired, which I did. When I moved to North Carolina, two of the main things I was looking for was a church home, and where was I going to exercise? Okay, so I got involved um, through my insurance. They offer a plan where you can exercise. Okay. In your city or any place in the United States, but okay. you had to go to certain gyms. So I took advantage of that. And something that I was really enthused about was I used to body pump, you know, lift weights, not oh, like okay. like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but not that heavy. <laughs> but I was so proud that I learned how to do that because yeah. it's a skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, I just really uh, was proud of myself, and I took other exercise classes. Okay. So, so do you still, still do, but it's a slower pace now. It's it's a slower pace than, <laughs> than back then. Do you still lift weights? Um, no. Well, I lift I lift the uh, the small ones. Okay. But I don't do the bar with the the weights on the end. But that's my desire. I, if I could just do it one time, that's a goal. I really would like to do that. But very interesting. I've been having problems with my back and my doctors. No, I don't think so. Okay. But I just want to do it one time. I don't think that would hurt. <laughs> I'm staying out of that. <laughs> just 
one time. I do have a video of myself lifting weights. I'll send it to you okay. so you can see it. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, by the way, I just need to share that she she calls herself the glam gram on the gram, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> So, Graham, Graham on the Gram, thank you for stopping by. We It was fun. It was really fun um, talking with you. Um, maybe we'll do it again. Thank okay. you. For thank you so much, Dr. Teo Adetanji. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Um, okay. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.